I'm Lisa Hyde, and welcome to the Confidence Crown Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is freedom. It all starts with your journey into self-belief and creating the confidence to live your life with abundance. Ladies, it's time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. Welcome back, babes. I'm super excited about this season's lineup of amazing, powerful, and ultra-badass women who are examples for all of us on how we can get it done. Welcome back, ladies. It is a new podcast with a special guest, Michelle Hiller. I am so excited for you guys to meet this wonderful woman. She is not only seriously one of the best coaches I know, and I know I'm a coach too, but I got to tell you, I got to give props to her props are due. She is so amazing, and she's an author, and her story is going to give you chills. So I can't do it justice. I'm going to let her tell her story directly to you, but please get ready to listen to the awesome Michelle Hiller. Hi, Lisa. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm super excited. I've been listening to your podcast and it pumps me up. I'm how do I get my energy anywhere near her level? So oh, I love you. It's nice on this beautiful evening for me to get pumped up with you and to yeah, share more about my story and and hopefully connect a little more with you. I'm excited. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. And for those of you listening, um, I always like to be very transparent on how I meet my guests. And uh, Michelle and I actually met through a networking group. And in fact, she's local in LA, which is very rare. Normally, we're in these networking groups and everyone is from all over the world. Um, And when Michelle put her hand up as being a local, she also said, we should get together monthly. And so far... Two out of three months, we've done it. We still have time to make plans for March, right? We're still safe on that. Um, But it's been fantastic because she, we get together for lunch and a small group of us sit down and we talk about our goals that we want to accomplish, what we did accomplish the month before, and what other things we want to take on for the year ahead. And again, Michelle is just pure positive energy and I love having her around. So you're going to get a taste of all of this. But Networking groups, think about it. They're really worth your time. If you haven't started getting involved, do it online or in person. They are fantastic. I I totally agree. And I just got to jump in and say, I love being able to meet with you ladies. I just moved to Los Angeles in December. I didn't know a single person here. And so when I basically reached out to this group and said, can we get together in person? I was thrilled that women were like, yes, absolutely. Because A, I didn't know anyone here. And then also it just really pumps me up to be around women who are like-minded, also really looking to change other people's lives. And as much as I love social media and I love the whole online world, there's just something very special about being able to sit two feet away and just feel the energy and really get to know somebody, especially because at the end of the day, communication is actually over 90% nonverbal. So being next to someone is incredible. Absolutely. And um, hey, we work from home. So (laughs) (laughs) while Michelle and I are looking at each other right now on Zoom, thank goodness for for all these abilities that we have with these different platforms. um, In fact, you know, when you work at home, it's fantastic to have your own hours. It's fantastic to be able to wear sweats or yoga pants all day. But 
it can get lonely. So it is really nice to have an excuse to get out and it not be a work-related meeting. I mean, that's also part of it for me. While we are still discussing our careers and how we want to grow, it's also very social. And I love my time with this group because there is a full picture. It's not just work, 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 work. And I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Michelle, would you be so kind as to share your story, because I think it's pivotal as to why you became a coach. And then we're going to talk about your coaching technique because it's very specific. Um, And then I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, but I'd love for you to give them a little history because how you got involved as a coach um, is kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So it really started with, as Lisa mentioned, I'm a coach. I've been coaching for the past five plus years. And it really started because Back in December 2010, I was on my way to work. I had a regular nine to five and I was stopped at a red light. And during this time stopped at this red light, the car behind me actually crashed into me really, really hard. And it caused a lot of damage. And I don't want to go into the nitty gritty of how bad the damage was, but basically what had happened is I would have to see doctors, pain specialists, acupuncturists, um, physical therapists multiple times a week just to manage the pain and it severely impacted my life and anyone who's ever gone through any kind of health challenge in any way it doesn't just impact your health it impacts your mindset and your work life and your relationships with people around you it really did really have a negative impact on my life and even working with all of these incredible people who I'm so grateful for the doctors and acupuncturists and chiropractors I worked with, it was not getting better until I met a woman by the name of Courtney Seard. Um, She ended up becoming my coach. But when I met her, she tried techniques on me, or she didn't try, she did techniques with me that were brand new to me. She did programs with called neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy. And in working with her in a very short period of time, I realized how much basic pain, tension, and anger I had locked into my unconscious Mm. that was manifesting into physical ailments. And I want to share this story and I want to just go ahead and say, because if anybody's listening to this in the car right now, you're free and clear of all of this and you're happy and healthy and you're always the safest driver and everyone around you is safe. But really there was a moment in working with her and other coaches and NLP where I became the demo subject at this teaching when I was learning to become an NLP practitioner myself. It was so pivotal in my life and so transformational for me. I wanted to become a coach. And basically I sat in front of a room of 60 plus people as a demo subject. I was working with the teacher and she went through this unconscious unlocking with me through hypnotherapy. And for basically five plus years, I could not look left. Mm. It was something physical in the x-rays. I couldn't look left. If I tried to, it was so painful. And after a 15 minute, basically hypnotherapy session with this teacher, she looked at me and she said, now I want you to look left. And I'm not going to go into the details of what she did with me, but I remember thinking, well, I can't. Is she not listening to me? Doesn't she understand? I physically have been trying for years. And in that moment, I just did. And my neck went fully to the left, like a normal person would. Mm. And I just started bawling and I had the whole audience bawling. I didn't mean to do that, but 
it was for me, it solidified how strong a role our unconscious plays in our physical body and how much anger over that accident I had been repressing in my body. And it just made me wonder how much else am I repressing in my unconscious that's manifesting into my everyday life. So yeah. Again, (laughs) no, it's amazing. No, I know it's, it's, listen, you survived this accident and Mm -hmm. you're on the other side of it, being able to practice the same techniques that helped you regain yourself. And I think that's, what's so important for people to understand that we are all in control of our lives. And even when tragedy sets us back, you have the ability to reset if you want to, or you can stay stuck in that pattern. And I come from the school of, oh no, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to figure out how. I'm going to find the doctors. I'm going to find the medicine. I'm going to do the exercises. Whatever it is, I want to keep going. I do not want to stay stuck or feel that part of my life that isn't moving me forward. And your accident, were you hit from the left side? Was that, was that part of it? What Actually, what had happened is I was at the red light. I was looking left. Okay. When the person hit me. And so I think unconsciously, because that impact created trauma, my yeah. brain was saying, don't look left anymore. That could cause you issues. Wow. And so, which is crazy. Totally. But that's actually, I mean, but that's it. I mean, this is, we talk about this all the time about limiting beliefs and here it is. Your, your body is trying to protect you. It's saying, no, 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 don't turn, don't look left because last time you looked left, this is what happened. Like, no, right. Michelle, no more left for you. And yet you knew that that couldn't be the way that you're going to continue on your life. You wanted to get over the pain. You wanted to move forward. And again, this technique brought you a whole new life in so many ways. In so many ways. And in such a short period of time. God. So do your Western medicine doctors, what do they think about your, your healing in such a brief amount of time? I think in general, I I have a lot of respect for Western medicine and and the role that it plays in health, but I subscribe much more to kind of Eastern philosophies. I'm a yoga instructor. I, you know, went through my certification in nutrition and healing. So much of what I believe really is more on the spiritual side. Now, I think that everything has its place, but for sure, They always say, well, what a coincidence, right? I'd share this with my Western (laughs) medicine uh, doctors and they would say, what a coincidence. And I'm not trying to disrespect in any way, shape or form, but I think they don't see necessarily the direct correlation between what I was doing through hypnotherapy and through this modality of coaching and my outcome. Right. And that's, and that's, we've talked about this before, or I've spoken about it before. And when I was dealing with nutritional and health issues, you know, I went straight to holistic medicine because my, my Western med doctors didn't even acknowledge that I had a thyroid problem or that anything else was going on in my life. And I had to seek out alternative types of medicine to get the answers. And now I, I go back and forth, you know, and I, I, like I said, I think there's a purpose for all of it because some of it was just way too extreme. And they were trying to put me in a category that I also knew that wasn't me, but once you start to get the answers, once you start to figure out like how our individual chemistry is created because we are all different and we're all going to have effects from supplements in different ways, exercise in different ways, food in different ways. We, we are not a cookie cutter. 
ever. But the fact that you pursued this and you went after it and you got answers, I, I'm sorry, that was kind of tongue in cheek of me asking what your med, Western med doctors, because I'm sure they were kind of like, wait, what? She was, <laughs> we've been doing all these things and she's not getting better. And in a matter of minutes, she was, you know, huge accomplishments were made. So sorry, that was very tongue in cheek. Um, again, no bashing of Western med, just I wish that med schools had time to teach them both. I really do. I think I think all doctors should be given that avenue to practice both because then then they're coming to the table with all kinds of ideas. And those are the kind of doctors I look for today, ones who are MDs but also holistic so they can give you both sides. Because I think- 100%. I mean, I, I work with a lot of doctors now and I consult for a lot of medical practices actually. And they talk about the fact that they spend 15 minutes in med school talking about nutrition, yep. but yet pharmacology is a massive thing. And I'm not going to take a big tangent on this, but at the end of the day, all healing is self-healing. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do from a supplement standpoint, from a rest standpoint, from a water standpoint, all of that only aids in what our body does naturally. And so for me, the whole thought process behind believing you can heal is so much bigger than we really give credit for. If we believe that our body is a temple, if we believe our body can heal, if we believe our body is on our side, yes, then truly having great, you know, gratitude will really do so much more than waking up and saying, "Oh man, why does blank 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 hurt me?" or "I can't believe I'm getting older," you know. It's really how we talk to ourselves that changes our impact on where our health direction goes. Everything. Let me wait. Let's see. How <laughs> we think about ourselves affects everything in our life because that negative talk, be it pain or heartache or weight, frustration, your work, whatever, however we think about that on the daily basis is the outcome. So unless we're putting out some really positive energy, we will continue to see these negative results. So everybody just take a deep breath. Let's let out all the negative energy and stay positive. I say this to every people. I, my friends will laugh. I tell them to breathe all the time <laughs> and they've had to tell me recently to start breathing. So I, I know it's, it's, we all have this happen in our lives, but definitely listen to your body, but also give it a damn break. Like let it heal. If you're injured, let it heal. <laughs> We're raising the roof. If you're injured, <laughs> let it heal. If you're going through something traumatic in, again, a personal, emotional way, give yourself some time to heal. Like it'll happen. Maybe not as fast as you want it to, but it'll happen. Yeah. But I love, I love, thank you. I love for you sharing all of this stuff. Um, you also wrote a book. Um, so I think we should talk about your book, Michelle. Yes, Inspired I did. Magic. Yes. Inspired Magic. And it's really the culmination of a lot of the work that I've done in working with clients. I realized that there's so many really practical tips and inspirational tips I can give people. And there's not always the opportunity to work one-on-one. There's only so many hours in the day and there's also you know time differences. So I really, t- I took about a little over two years to write this book and I just really wanted to get something into the hands of people who are looking to make a change, to up-level, to have a transformation, to get out of the passenger seat into the driver's seat of their own life in a way that they can do it on their own time, very practical exercises, and hopefully sharing some of my 
struggles and journey and transformation to help them see, hey, you know what? You don't have to be born into a life that is perfect to create your life that is perfect for you. Because there is no perfect life. Let's get real about that one too. There is is fantasy and then there's reality. (laughs) So, oh, I love that so much. And I'm so proud of you because as someone who just finished writing their first book, I give props, woman. I bow down to you because that is quite a process. And I am so impressed by you. Um, And I'm honored that I actually have a copy of your book, which... I can't wait to actually have time to read now that I'm done working on mine. Um, but I am thrilled because it, there is this, I, I don't know what, gosh, this is that secret sauce. I don't know what drives you and I to want to, I don't want to say help, but we have messages we want to get across. We have inspiration that we want others to share. Why we keep ticking when things bring us down and we just get back up and we keep going. And why if other people get held back, I always look at that person like, no, 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 there's no reason to get held back. Let's go. Let's do this together. Let's move forward. And that's what I love about coaching and what I love about being able to share that message. And this podcast gives me a way to say, look at the thousand things I've done wrong. Um, and I'm still here and I'm still moving forward every day because I believe I can and I believe I deserve and I believe that I can have the things that I want in my life, but they're going to take some effort. So I love that your message is... But that's so huge though, Lisa. What you just said is you know that you can have the things that you want in your life. That is step one. And I can't tell you how many people I come across in this life who actually don't believe that. They believe fundamentally they cannot have the life they want. They cannot have the love they want. They cannot have the health they want. And if you can't get to a point, if any person can't get to the point where they at least believe they can have what they want, life stops at that point and Mm -hmm. that stuck is self-stuck. They have now glued their feet to the ground and wondering why they're not running forward. That one statement that you just said fundamentally is why you keep moving forward. And it pains me, like physical pain when I see someone stuck because I just want to rattle them. I want to shake them by the shoulders and tell them, no, this is not the only way. There are other ways to do it. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take practice. It's going to take hmm, rethinking those thoughts you grew up with. You're going to have to. <laughs> you're going to have to flip all the junk that you created in your head that created that negative thought, and you're going to have to now create a brand new one that has a positive message. But it's fundamental. Like we have to do this, and. I have to practice it daily. I have to think about things when I get frustrated or when I get overwhelmed, like, okay, this is just a moment. This is not the end of the world. It's not just going to stick here forever. And I'm going to have to try it a different way to move forward. But it doesn't stop me. I don't, I, I get, that's that little secret sauce I'm trying to figure out how to bottle. Why do I keep going? So Michelle, if we can actually figure out that little we're bottling it and we're retiring. So yeah, we're retired. We'll sell that to a company. And I just want the listeners to know how much I'm loving that Lisa's also a hand talker. Like I'm a hand talker. It's like an orchestra over here, the movements and the energy I'm loving it. And so when you see Lisa in person, you'll see her on her Instagram and it's just, it's great energy. I'm the same way. It's hands flying in the air. You know, that is a secret sauce. And honestly, that's 
that's really why I broke down the book the way that I did is it's broken down basically into three sections, mind, body, and spirit. And it starts in the mind because if the mind doesn't believe that anything is possible, if the mind doesn't believe that you can make a change, then everything else is basically a no-go. For sure. And so it really, you know, it starts with the practical. And so all the time I... I basically say, um, and this actually comes from my mentors where I, I learned from, you can have reasons or you can have results. Reasons mm-hmm. are basically excuses and results you can take to the bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it, And if somebody, if there's a listener right now saying, well, how do I know if it's a reason? This is what a reason sounds like. You say you want to do something and then it's followed by 10 excuses of why you can't. Those are reasons, my dear. Those are excuses. Yes! and I say this really from a place of love only because for the longest time I did this oh I can't I'm not getting fit because I don't have enough time I work 60 hours a week well that's an excuse because there's someone out there who's working 60 hours a week and making the time carving out the time you know maybe ditching the uh, tv show at night Mm -hmm. or watching it on the treadmill Mm -hmm. you know so yeah you can have reasons or you can have results I'm sorry for going to bleep me. Absolutely, because honestly, <laughs> this is a daily conversation I have. Clients, team members, you know, there's always an excuse, and I'm like, please don't give me excuses. Just do it. It's action. If you, your words are your words. As I'm using my hands, um, <laughs> your words are yours, but your action will prove otherwise. And often that fear is just starting. They're afraid to start. So just try it, practice a little bit every day. It's amazing what a routine you can build when you do some consistent effort in that place. So we'll pick, we'll pick a topic like weight. Okay, weight loss. This is easy. I've dealt with this forever. When I make a decision that I'm going to lose weight, it's amazing when you find the time to get to the gym you find the time to eat the healthy food. You find the time to make smart decisions about your lifestyle. When I was taking care of my grandmother, I talk about this, and I didn't want to gain weight like I had when, I, when my mom was sick. So here, caregiver a second time, I'm like, oh my God, not only is this stressful enough, but I don't want to gain that weight again. Like this is like, that's going to make it even harder. I was in school training in a hospital so I had, I think it would be 8 a.m., so like 8 to 5, and then I had to drive another hour to get to the hospital to take care of her for the rest of the night till midnight. I got up every morning and worked out for 30 minutes at 5.30 in the morning. I don't like to be up at 5.30 in the morning ever for any reason, ever, not even for a plane. I don't want to be up at 5.30 in the morning, but I did it. And the 30 minutes a day, five days a week changed my life. That was it. But you give up something to get something. I gave up 30 minutes of sleep, which I don't really recommend either. But at that moment, that was the only option I had. There was no other hour to pull from. There was no other timeline. But that 30 minutes changed everything. And it set me up to win because by practicing it five days a week, my body was like, oh, hey, this feels good. Oh, okay. You're right. I'm going to give up some of that. I'm going to let you have it back. <laughs> and the weight can start to drop off because that's part of it is it holds on when you deprive yourself of things. It just hangs on harder. So let it go. But I love, I love the one that. about 
on the treadmill too, sorry to cut you off, but the one on the treadmill too, I'm a firm believer when I was studying in school, I couldn't stay awake reading those books. Physics drove me right to sleep. Put it on a treadmill though, I could read a whole book. So two things at once, read and exercise. And I was winning. (laughs) And that's how you can fall asleep, guys. If you have a physics book lying around, that'll also put you to sleep if you're going to read that in bed. Quantum physics even faster. No, I mean, that's really big. And what you really just hit the, the nail on the head with consistency. It's not about showing up twice in one week, seven days a week, the next week, twice in one week, seven days. It's really about saying, this is how many days I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick with it and be consistent because consistency is truly the best recipe for success. Hands down. In everything we do. Everything. And everything we do. And so often I hear people, not even just clients, but friends and family and strangers say, I don't want to start because what if it's not the right path? There is no right path, guys. There's no right path. The right path is the one that you choose to put your feet on and start walking down. That is the right path. And once you make a decision to choose, whether it be a health routine or a new eating plan, lifestyle, or a relationship, you know, obviously a good relationship or whatever it is, just decide to commit to a certain period of time before pivoting. Focus for me is an acronym for follow one course until successful. Absolutely. I love that. Love yeah, that. We, we pivot too often and wonder why nothing's working. Well, if you kept going <laughs> just a little longer, you might find the magic. Totally. Because it does take a build. You know, when starting new businesses, when I help people get these businesses off the ground, you have to know. So we take these first 60, 90 days to get them going in the new business. And it's about this consistent behavior, but it's really that first year because it's all about the build and you're trying something new, something you haven't done before. So this requires you to try new practices, talking to people, networking, following up with people, finding time to do this between your day job or whatever it is, giving up that 30 minutes of TV at night or an hour of TV at night to change your whole life. But it's like a build. And I, I use the, the mountains, like pushing that big snowball up the mountain. It is hard. It's heavy. It's uncomfortable. You want to give up. You, want, you have a thousand things going in your head like, I can't do this. But when you get to the top of the mountain, oh my God, it was worth everything. And then you jump for joy because you proved yourself wrong. You actually could do it. But it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't done the daily practice. So consistency is key. I, I love it so much. And I love the mountain analogy as well. I actually, one of my my favorite women in the world, Marsha Weeder, she's a, a best-selling author and one of my favorite people. She talks about mountains and in life, a lot of times we start climbing a mountain because someone tells us to. So it's also important to make sure that we're climbing our own mountain. You know, if somebody says you need to become a doctor and you get to the top, it's not going to feel the same as if you say, I can't wait to become a doctor. The effort will be the same, but the enjoyment at the top is going to be very, very different. So in a podcast I was actually listening to with her, she said, you know, all these people spend time to climb a mountain only to realize they climbed someone else's mountain or the wrong mountain. So but it's, I, I love that analogy because yeah, you get to the top and you get to do your happy dance, guys. You get to celebrate. Yes. Yes. And it's again, proof for you and for everyone around you. But 
you did it and you thought you couldn't, but you could. Just like there is no perfect life, but we're going to acquire and we're going to work for the one that is makes us happy, the one that brings us joy. And again, it might be uncomfortable getting there, but it's worth the effort. It's worth it. Why be stuck somewhere? Why be stuck in a job you don't like? Why be stuck in a relationship you don't like? Why be stuck in a house you don't Anything that is not bringing you joy, Marie Kondo. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bringing you joy. <laughs> Ditch it. Ditch it. But the change will be uncomfortable and that's okay. That is part of the change. And that's part of you acknowledging that you are retraining your brain to do something different. And back to this again, fan fucking tastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. It's if you think about it, if you are exactly where you do not want to be, you make a one degree change every single day and you've done 180 degrees. That means in six months you are exactly where you want to be. But it starts with one degree every day. And one degree is nothing. Baby nothing. changes. It's a baby step. Oh, love it. Shelly, love it. I love it. I love it. Oh yeah, that's so much fun. I love to also inquire with my guests something that you might not normally talk about. Now we know you're a fabulous coach. We know that you wrote a book, but is there something about you that you might not normally share and that you would like people to know about you? You know, it's something you love. Wow. I didn't, I didn't think this question was going to come. You know what? Here's something that very few people know about me, and that is how incredibly weird I am. How incredibly odd. And this is this is very true. I'm very quirky. And for the longest time, I hid it because I'll be perf- I'll be hundred percent truthful here. I've had a lot of not a lot of boyfriends, don't take this the wrong way, but I've had boyfriends in the past who say, God, you're so weird. I would sing to myself. I would dance. I have this weird habit where every time I brush my teeth, the sound of like my um, electric toothbrush sounds like a bass drop to me. And I would just start dancing in the, in the bathroom super oddly. Um, and so I hit that for a while. I'm like, I'm going to keep it normal until I realized that is boring. That is not me and it's not freeing. So if you yeah, I clap when food comes. I'm that girl who loves, like, I'm the woman who <laughs> cries at commercials. I, I just have a lot of emotion. And I think that, yeah, since I've embraced that, writing this book, you know, when Lisa says it feels like she birthed something into this world, it's one of the hardest things to do because you feel really vulnerable. You're putting your thoughts, your feelings, your emotion, your words out there, and you're not able to change them. And so, yeah, I would just say that I've embraced my my weird, quirky side. and. And not embrace it, but I, I love it. That's what makes me feel free. Okay, now I'm freaking out. Michelle, do you have cameras in my house? What? <laughs> do you do this too? Yes! I do have cameras in your house. How did you know? Your dog is a spy for me. <laughs> I dance with my electric toothbrush. I'm always singing songs. I obviously talk to myself a lot because there's nobody else here. Um, <laughs> the dog and I have like legit conversations for sure. Long, for sure. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. And I understand him. Uh, so no, <laughs> you're weird. Cause if you're weird, then I'm weird. Um, <laughs> I think you're very normal. Damn it. <laughs> I think that weird is not a bad word. I think weird just is, yeah, it's just something extra. Anything more than anything is just the fact that I felt uncomfortable for so long. 
because I was told like, and it wasn't just a, you're weird. Ha ha ha. It was this very condescending, like you're so weird. Hmm. And that just proves that I was not necessarily dating the right people. But I think that's honestly how when my husband and I started dating and we had been friends actually for seven years before we even went on our first date. And I was 100% myself and he just kind of smiled and he's like, you're adorable. And I thought, well, that isn't a reaction I have never seen before. And that's when I realized, oh, well, this is different. And then I realized, oh, different is good. Because you were being your authentic self. Because I was just letting it all hang out. Proverbially. I have a freak flag fly. Okay, listen, that is like so normal, I can't stand it. So do you believe, and this is just kind of a method of my thought on this, that the people prior actually were the ones with the hangups, not you. So that their fear or their lack of security in themselves were being projected on you. I think it was a dual projection, 100%. I was projecting on them my own discomfort being myself, and then I then did attracted people who were going to give me that equal discomfort. You know, anything that you see in others, like perception is projection. Whatever I see in others is what I see in myself. I really have to, that's one of the big NLP kind of um, rules. Sometimes I'll hear someone, I'm like, gosh, he's so loud. And then I'll immediately catch myself. I'm like, Michelle, you are way louder than him. (laughs) Anything you see in others is 100% what you can recognize in yourself. Yes. And I learned that from Gabby Bernstein and that always blew my mind that I was like, but wait, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So it makes you like rethink when you're about to gossip or talk about somebody because you're like, wait a second. Where's this coming from? Where's it coming from? Is this my own limiting belief that I'm projecting on them? Is this what I see in myself in them? Do you ever just think sometimes people are crazy and it's not you? <laughs> Is that possible? Oh, Please tell me that's possible. <laughs> One hundred percent. And then there's times where it's my own brand of crazy, where I feel like I'm totally normal. I think at the end of the day, you know, in this world and in this time, and I'm not going to get down this barrel, but if we just took the time to really understand where the other person is coming from, and I'm going to give you a short and very off the topic story, and you can feel free to cut this, but I had a, a DM conversation with someone on Instagram where I reached out to them and they said, hey, what you had written here made me feel here. And this person immediately was very reactionary and very angry. And it made me feel like I wanted to escalate. And I said, no, like, I don't know where she's coming from. I said, please understand. I mean, no disrespect. I was sharing how I, this made me feel so that you might see how this could make other people feel. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to clarify if this was not your intention. And this person apologized and said, I'm so sorry, I overreacted. And it could have gone a totally different way, but it just comes down to wanting and having the desire to understand another person, not about my point of view, my message. The meaning of communication is the response you receive, Mm. period. It's not what you're putting out, it's what's being received. And if we really went and communicated with others with this in mind, I think we'd have very different dynamics and very different relationships with others. Yes. Um, also just giving people that time to not be reactionary, not just kind of like being the listener and just like letting them do their thing and then maybe adding to it or not. But like you said, you took that moment to think about, well, maybe this, maybe she is seeing it from a different point of view and it's super important. And I'm sure she was very appreciative of you taking that time with her. and. 
it changed her way and her point of view. So this is great. Yeah, I don't want to go down that barrel either, <laughs> but I don't quite know how they're going to communicate that on a political level because it is so nobody's listening to anybody right now. So I mean, I know it's, um, but in theory, boy, that would be just fantastic if mm-hmm. there was that opportunity for people to just stop and listen to the other one's point of view before being reactive. But um, yeah. I, I don't know if we're evolved enough yet. I this is why I do a lot of workshops on communication for this, for this particular oh, reason. I love it. I just, I think we need to send you to DC and just have you plant yourself there for about six months and see what you can do. Oh um, God. <laughs> yeah, you might need like an army with you just like to. <laughs> a love army, a kindness yes. army. Yes. Armed with flowers and, and notepads. Because that's it. It's mm-hmm. love people. Stop the hate and just. Yeah put out love and think of others besides yourself. Think about how you can serve other people. Think of how you can get love across instead of just talking hate. That would, no, be, I, that would be beautiful. And, and self-love. Oh yeah. I don't think you'd have one without the other. Can you? I think most people try. <laughs> and how good is that? <laughs> that's, that's why I say try, not do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happens to be a topic I discuss in the book. Um, it is very I can't wait important. to get. I, I need to get my hands on this book. I can't wait. Thank you. <laughs> and, and like you said, it's, it's printed. Oh my God, I can't change anything. But <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's one message. I think I have thousands to share. So there might be other topics to discuss at other times. You only have enough hours in a day to get out that one message, like you said. Um, but that self love and self care. And being able to serve others with it and being able to give it back to others creates such a better dynamic in all relationships in your life, not just the ones that are intimate relationships, but all, all. And um, I think it's highly (sighs) believable. Not even that. That's not even the right word. I know when I am practicing these behaviors my confidence level improves. So I, I really do feel like they're all tied together. Like when you're giving out good, you're getting good, which then creates more of this up leveling in yourself where your confidence just gets higher and higher. So that's what it's all about. Just totally put, agree. Putting good out there. Putting good out there. Um, Michelle, is there anything else you would like to share or discuss today? Because you are tons of fun and we could just talk about our morning... <laughs> Toothbrushing routine, <laughs> each other amused for hours. Um, but I would love to make sure that we've covered um, everything you'd like to share today. I think if there's just thank you for that, and I do think we need to have a dance party at some point. But I, I think more than anything, I just want people to know that they were someone before their first heartbreak, and they were someone before their first disappointment, before their first no, before their first rejection. And it is absolutely possible to get back to who you were before the negative beliefs and negative decisions and the negative just mindset set in. And through the book, really, if if they do read the book, this is my ask. Do not let this be something that sits on their shelf. Do not let this be something that you read and don't do the exercises. It really is meant to be something that transforms the way that you think about life, about yourself, about what's possible. 
And so it's just that anything good is possible, but it starts with believing it's possible. Oh, that's beautiful. And we definitely have a lot of aligned ideas. So that makes me very excited. Um, And I'm so thrilled for you. I will make sure that they have um, a direct link to your book, Inspired Magic, which they can find on Amazon, if I am correct. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll also make sure they have access to your website and any other information so you can find out more about Michelle and honestly more about your hypnotherapy because I know a couple of girlfriends who are very intrigued by what you do. If there's anything you want to add about that before we sign off, um, you're more than welcome to. If you want to keep that undercover, you can as well. (laughs) Just the short of it is hypnotherapy is truly just gaining rapport with your unconscious mind. The part of you that runs all of your behaviors and your patterns, it beats your heart. It allows you to breathe. Your unconscious is part of you. It is nothing like in the movies. It is nothing like you see in the stage show. It is really just a state of relaxation where you get to really get to the core of what is your greatest good and remove the limiting beliefs, the negative emotions, and the negative decisions that you've made in your life. It's it's so much more simple than people think. And it feels really good. It sounds really good. I might just have to have a session or two with you. Yes, absolutely. So you guys are going to get it all. You're going to get all the access to Michelle that you possibly could need. And all I can do is just thank you. And thank you so much. You have been not only a wonderful guest, you're an accountability partner to me because you're fantastic (laughs) at creating our monthly meetings um, and keeping us all in line with our goals and desires. Um, But you're one of the nicest people I have had an opportunity to meet in this business. Um, and I just adore you. And I'm just so thrilled you're actually able to be a part of the podcast today. So thank thank you. you so much. I feel the same. And I'm, I'm really honored and, and gra- grateful to be here. So I look forward to seeing you at our next monthly meeting Absolutely. with your book launched, which I can't wait to get my hands on. So, so yeah, it'll be great. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. And the best way to show your love is to subscribe and leave a review at The Confidence Crown on iTunes and then screenshot it and tag me on IG stories and show me that you are listening. Thank you so much. 